1: The Bruce Woolley Show podcast is brought to you by Hemisphere HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at Hemisphere HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Fridays are good days, not just because it's the end of the week, but because we get to catch up with our friend Jack Windsor from the Ohio Press Network. Follow Jack on Twitter at Jack Windsor, and I hope you will become a member of the OhioPressNetwork.com. Jack, welcome in. And let's start with the national story, then we'll get to the state stuff. It looks like House Oversight is getting uh, cooperation, finally reluctant cooperation, from the Treasury Department. They're going to get all the suspicious uh, activity reports from the banks. And they found a $3 million payment that filters out to several Biden family members. I don't need to get into the weeds of all that. I just want to know. You're an observer of media. You're a member of the media. Uh, You're one of the few honest media people out there. You'll tell it like it is, even if it makes a side look bad that, you know, you're personally uh, more aligned with. But I wonder if that phenomenon still exists in media. Does it still exist in the electorate? Do you think that no matter what is disclosed by wherever this uh, House oversight investigation leads, do you think Joe Biden and Hunter Biden will be looked upon by the Democratic electorate as the White House said, a biz, a victims of a bizarre um, attack campaign against the Biden family? Or do you think that Americans and American voters and maybe even American media are capable of being objective, going, yeah, this is not a great idea, if indeed they did get millions of dollars from a hostile foreign actor like China?
2: You know, you ask the question, and the response is, I have to take the logical uh, response that they give and really turn it on its head because uh, what we've seen since 2020 uh, is the opposite. Right. Uh, so to answer your question, I'll give you two two facts: "Profiles in Corruption: Abuse of Power by America's Progressive Elite." That came, I think, at the beginning of 2020. That book detailed what I would call the the Biden crime syndicate. Their deals with communist China. Ah, uh, their deals with oligarchs in Ukraine, and it showed that there was money proliferating the bank account of Hunter Biden. And I think what you mentioned recently uh, today is that now we're starting to see $3 million was, you know, wired to a family friend. There's Walker, Hunter, Joe, you know, so all of this is starting to come to fruition. My answer to your question is, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we knew Hunter Biden's laptop before the election. Nothing was done about that. So members of the media have blood on their hands. Now, will they wash their hands and fess up? Here's the only reason or the only way I think that happens. I think if Joe Biden gets in a position where uh, he's it's 100 it's percent given, that he's going to lose the election. I think the party turns on him. I think the media turns on him. I think that is the thing that will bring about justice, if you will, in this circumstance.
1: Yeah, I think if they deem him unelectable, then they might use this to get rid of him. The question is, do they want to get rid of him? Because I don't really see any viable backup at this point in time, but a lot can change quickly. We've got the banking crisis. We've got a lot of things going on that could change that. Let's switch Jack to some state things, and I just kind of want to get an update from you on where we stand educationally. I'm on Twitter last night, and I see now Idaho has passed school choice. Arkansas has it. States way poorer than Ohio have it. It seems to be a building momentum to give school choice to parents around the country. Uh, are we getting any closer in Ohio? What's up with education in Ohio?
2: Uh, you know, the backpack bill, frankly, is is something that is still in play, uh, but I'm not certain that it has the teeth that a lot of conservative parents would want. And, uh, you know, the, the bill that was, I guess, the most noticeable this week was actually involving State colleges and universities. It was introduced by uh, State Senator Jerry Serino. He's a Republican there in Lake County and parts of Cuyahoga. And uh, it, this bill is Senate Bill 83. is titled Higher Education Enhancement Act, and it requires in colleges and universities to revamp their mission statements, uh, conduct post tenure reviews when one is triggered, prohibit strikes, ban Chinese contracts. And the bill also requires a history class with mandatory reading lists to include the Constitution, Declaration of Independence, a minimum of five essays in their entirety from the Federalist Papers, Emancipation Proclamation, Gettysburg Address, Letter from Birmingham Jail written by Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. And, oh, by the way, it uh, indicates that colleges and universities cannot mandate diversity, inclusion, and equity training for faculty and staff.
1: Yeah, I've already seen the woke Ohio State professors uh, protesting this, guys who are uh, you know, listed on their own website as socialists uh, and uh, people who follow BDS and are uh, uh, allied with Hamas. So I'm not surprised at that. I hope it gets where it needs to go, but I never know because I don't know where the Speaker of the House stands on all of this. Jack Windsor is our guest. TheOhioPressNetwork.com is his website. Follow Jack on Twitter, at Jack Windsor. Speaking of education, I see where the state teacher's retirement Lost money now I, to me, these are paper losses right they haven't sold their stock in s b b bank or di- or did they lose the money, but I think it's interesting that's only like three one hundredths of a percent of their holdings twenty seven million dollars. man, that state teacher's retirement is really good, and it's good because teachers get paid well and teachers get paid well because we don't have school choice in the state of Ohio,
2: yeah. Well, news this week reported that a second bank will fold in less than a week, Signature Bank in New York. The dominoes started, though, to fall when Silicon Valley Bank uh, tanked last week, and Now, here's what's an important thing to note. Uh, That's a bank rife with environmental, social, and corporate governance policies and procedures. And yesterday, the Ohio Press Network reported that Ohio State Teachers Retirement System, as you just indicated, had a pretty significant investment in the failed Silicon Valley bank. And, you know, they've Already been under uh, fire for high pay, despite big investment losses. The pension system for Ohio's retired teachers lost between 27 million and 40 million uh, when SVB tanked last week, and that appears to be by far the biggest investment by a public pension system in the United States. Which it's interesting, right? We we go from talking about uh, Senate Bill 83 that is is <laughs> is getting protested by people who are in love with ESG and mm-hmm. diversity, inclusion, and equity. But look at what happens in uh, the private sector when when companies are chock full of those policies and procedures they, they fail. Yeah, and so uh, interesting juxtaposition there.
1: Yeah, it is an interesting juxtaposition. And then one of the guys who's beating the drum for this, Vivek Ramaswamy, is running for president. Uh, I saw this week he's gotten a ton of you know uh, I guess what they call earned media, which is you're just on as a guest, you don't have to pay for it. Uh, but he's at zero percent. Um, I like a lot of what he says. Uh, I'm open to anyone who can win. Uh, I don't know that he could win. He's 37 years old. Are you surprised he still hovers around 0%? Do you think that he's in this for the long haul running for president? I'm sure there's a date at some point in time where he could switch to the uh, Ohio Senate race that right now just has Matt Dolan and Sherrod Brown in it, Uh, but will most assuredly have uh, Frank uh, LaRose in it and may have Bernie Moreno in it, although Moreno and Ramaswamy would be uh, appealing to the same kind of voter. What do you make of Ramaswamy still hovering at zero percent?
2: It's really a two-man race right now. You have Donald Trump and you have Ron DeSantis. I think Vivek Ramaswamy could catch fire, but I think what he will add to the mix more than anything is uh, conversation. I think he will highlight the poison that is ESG, the poison that is DIE, the poison that is social-emotional learning, all the the woke stuff that's going on. I think that he can really shed light on that, and I think that's something that whoever wins that primary can put in their back pocket and make that part of their platform. I would not be shocked if he does end up running for U.S. Senate, and I think if he does that, Sherrod Brown could be in big
1: trouble. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Speaking of big trouble— Do you have a bracket, and if so, is it like mine, broken thanks to the uh, Arizona Wildcats?
2: I don't do it, man. I used to do brackets. I don't do it anymore because I would spend, you know, these uh, you, all week this week, right, leading into St. Patrick's Day. I would spend watching TV. Oh my gosh! And I get so busy. I I didn't even put together a bracket this year, man. Um, so, but I promise you, it would have been busted because I'm terrible. I'm terrible at college basketball picks. Much better at college football picks.
1: Well, I have three girls, and uh, you have one. And any bracket contest in our house is always won by one of the daughters because they pick according to team nickname or team color or whatever, so uh, that's where we are. What are you working on at the theohiopressnetwork.com, Jack, as we transition out and say goodbye to you for the week? There's still this idea
2: that... Uh Jason Stevens is not as conservative as he promises he is, and so we're going to take a deeper dive into that and let people understand what's really going on, is is there good conservative legislation going over the finish line. And I'll wrap by saying this, uh, as Ohioans, and and probably not many of our listeners, are perhaps throwing back shots of Irish whiskey and green beer this morning and and watching March Madness, uh, I hope they remember what St. Patrick's Day is and who he was. He's a man who baptized over 1,200, started 300 churches in his lifetime and uh, his life is chock full of God's goodness, gracious uh, grace, and and miracles. And so uh, I just want to say happy St. Patrick's Day to you, Bruce, and to the listeners, and may God's divine hand of miracles and favor guide you richly today, brother.
1: Man, that is fantastic. Jack, thank you for that. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. And as always, thanks for being on the show. You betcha. Wow, what a really (laughs) powerful message from Jack Windsor at the end of our call. Um, And it got me to thinking— Uh, I woke up in the middle of the night last night with uh, some thoughts on my mind about where we are as a country. And then this morning, as I was sitting down uh, reading my Bible, um, I was reading something, and I thought uh, about our country as I read it. And I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to share that with you. Well, I'm going to start to get into that next. And then at 1245 today, uh, I'm going to do something I've never done. I'm going to... Ask you to join me, pause wherever you are, and pray for our country. Uh, I'm gonna pray for our country right here on uh, on the air. I, I feel like that's something I need to do. I feel like some that's something our country needs. and so we'll do that after 1245 today. So despite the abundance of my pillow products on my bed, I woke up in the middle of the night last night. I don't know why I woke up in the middle of the night last night, except I had something on my mind. And what I had on my mind was where we are as a country and where we're heading as a country. And I really think we're headed for some really bad times. I think that uh, this administration has done a horrible job at everything. Uh, I think it is populated by incredibly evil people who are under demonic influence. And I see that manifested in everything. We can debate the border. We can debate our international uh, weakness. We can debate gas prices and all that. Uh, Those are inconveniences. The things that matter uh, are, or should be, the things that matter to God. And the things that matter to God are protecting our kids, shepherding our kids, leading our kids, Uh, Raising our kids to uh, love Jesus, number one, and put their eternal trust in him. So I was thinking about the left, and I have no doubt that their plan of attack is uh, inspired by Satan. And I was thinking about how Satan is a liar and how he twists everything. And a thought occurred to me. In our country, we prize our freedom. When we prize our family, right? Those are the cornerstones of America. Family and freedom. You can expand your family to include your church family, your whatever, but really it's the family unit in our country. And as our country has become less of a great country, it is because the family is disintegrating. We have a lot of single moms and dads. We have abortion. We have all these things are compromises of how God designed the family. Freedom is important to the family in that you have to have as parents the leeway, the freedom, the room, the space, the autonomy to raise your kids as you see fit. And hopefully you'll make, um, wise decisions on how you raise your kids. And the left is attacking the family and the left is attacking our kids. Uh, if you doubt that the left is attacking our kids, um, let me refresh your memory with a cut that I played earlier in the week. This is from the President of the United States.
0: What's going on in Florida is as my mother would say close to sinful. I mean it's just terrible what they're doing. It's not like, you know, a kid wakes up one morning and says, "You know, I decided I want to become a man or I want to become a woman or I want to change." I mean, what 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 are they thinking about here? They're human beings. They love, they have feelings, they have inclinations that are, I mean it it just to me is I don't know it's cruel. And the way we do it is we make sure we pass legislation like we passed on same-sex marriage. You mess with that, you're breaking
1: the law, and you're going to be held accountable. See, they're going to pass a law he wants to pass a law to force parents not to have the right to stop their kids from taking cross-sex hormones or to have gender assignment, reassignment surgery. What he says is cruel is, in fact, compassionate. A parent loving their child enough to tell them what's really going on. Uh, one of the children who has been held up over the years, over the past 20 years, as the uh, poster child for um, parents really getting it, understanding it, and treating their child with that compassion of the sort Joe Biden talks about, is a person named Jazz Jennings. Jazz Jennings is a boy who uh, since about the age of five has been living as a girl, had sexual uh, reassignment surgery, lots of fame, lots of fortune, lots of TV shows, lots of interviews, got admitted to Harvard. Jazz Jennings is what happens, according to the left, when you affirm the delusion that you were born the wrong sex. Uh, Came across this Soundbite from Jazz Jennings yesterday. Jazz Jennings is now 22 years of age. Jazz Jennings has an eating disorder. Jazz Jennings is 100 pounds overweight. The beginning part of this clip was Jazz Jennings uh, crying, bemoaning how empty Jazz Jennings' life is. Then they transitioned to an interview with Jazz Jennings, and this is what Jazz Jennings said.
0: I feel kind of all over the place and like my mind is very cluttered and not clear. And I really want to have that clarity. I really want to understand myself and be able to read my own soul and what I want. And it's just very challenging. And I think I'm kind of breaking down a little bit and spiraling into negativity. I just want to feel like myself. Like that's it. I don't care.
1: Yeah. He wants to feel like himself. The problem is spent the better part of 15 years Living a lie. A lie affirmed by parents. A lie affirmed by the left. A lie affirmed by Rachel Levine, the first female four-star admiral, who happens to be a dude, who said yesterday that uh, changing kids' genders will soon be fully embraced. The wheels will turn on this. No, they won't. I will never yield on this, nor will uh, anyone who orders their life according to God being the ultimate authority in their life, because there is no greater demonstration of man trying to be God than believing and advocating for the sexual mutilation of children. What the left does is they take our love for freedom and they take our love for providing for protecting our family and they apply those things to, they reverse them is what they do. They apply freedom to the family, right? Freedom in the family, oh, the kid can do whatever they want. You heard the lieutenant governor of the state of Minnesota the other day say, you know, when our kids tell us who they are, we got to believe them. So they take the goodness of freedom and they apply it to the family, and then they take the um, other part of free speech and freedom, and they misapply that as well. They fight with the values that are precious to our country reversed. Uh, That way they can say they stand by good old American values, right? We're for freedom. We're for protection. We're for guarding things. Staunchly defending them. So we are the true Americans. We are the good people. This is what our country is supposed to be. It is tyranny disguised as tolerance. It is Evil, despised as good. It's cruelty, uh, disguised as compassion. And ultimately, it is the glorification of my truth over God's truth. Don't be fooled by it. And don't give in. Because this is a generational fight we cannot lose.